Welcome back to another episode of Tag Time. This is episode five, uh, which is episode two, naturally. And I'm here with my good friend, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Yeah, I'm doing uh, pretty good. Good, good. Uh, it's another hot day. Tis another hot day. I had to actually go outside and do some shopping, so I had to wit- I had to feel the heat. <laughs> Witness uh, the heat. Witness the heat. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Tayo? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, just chilling. Literally with the fan behind me. <laughs> oh yes, my fan is on too. That's good. I didn't notice. It's still so hot. So the topic of today um, is an article I came across this week. I found it interesting. Uh, it's about music. Your musical taste as when you're an adult is strongly influenced and actually cemented by the music you listen to in your early to mid-teens. Huh. So All this right. is an article on New York Times, which the author was thinking and looking at his uh, Spotify listening habits and decided to dig into the data that is available through Spotify and see the kind of music that people like between the different demographics. And after digging around, he and uh, his uh, conclusion was yeah. that the listening habits for women uh, were majority of the music were from when they were age 13, like that kind of genre or the, or the band. And for men, it's slightly uh, older and it's 14. So that, uh, I found that quite interesting because at a, such a young age, apparently, obviously it's not going to apply to everybody. Everybody will be different. People's musical taste changes throughout the years. You yeah, know, being introducing new bands, new genres, or just playing, getting bored of a particular type of music. But apparently, um, the data shows that yeah, when you're thirteen and fourteen, depending on men or, or women or, or woman or a man, uh, it yeah, it cements your taste in music. Yeah. So my question to you is, Jeff, what music did you listen to when you were thirteen or fourteen um... that you think is still <laughs> influencing your choice of music? Uh, I think I used to, I used to listen to a lot of, um, I guess emo stuff, uh, granted all this was very influenced by Steph to begin with. So I'll go into, I'll go into her musical taste later. Sure. But but for me, um, I listened to a lot of, uh, some metal, um, like screamo metal, uh, and a tray is probably predominantly one. Uh, My Chemical Romance, which is pretty emo. Fallout Boy, which was also pretty emo. Uh, Green Day was kind of rocky. Oh, Green uh, Day, uh, yes. yes. Uh, be careful, copyright, uh, copyright. emo at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to get flagged too early. So I think, predom- yeah, I think predominantly it does it has affected what i listen to these days um Hmm. granted uh i'm listening to a lot more um musical numbers uh (laughs) like such as yeah like hamilton the musical right 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 i guess that's something because because you didn't listen to it when you were in your teens it's a new discovery for you yeah, I mean, I didn't think I was too much of a musical person, but then you look at all the Disney movies, and all the Disney yep. movies are basically musicals, and I went to see Aladdin live, I went to see Lion King live, I went to yep. see Wicked live, and then I realised mm-hmm. what I'm listening to musicals now. Um, <laughs> uh, but on top of, like, my general music taste these days is mostly Japanese mm. rock, Japanese pop, 
Um, oh, interesting. For example, yeah, baseball bear. I think um, have no idea. Why did I even ask? Asian Kung Fu Generation is like an older one. Okay, that I know the name of, but I haven't listened to their music. <laughs> I probably won't recognize. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I don't listen to like AKB Forty Eight or anything. I think that's just way that. too poppy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, usually um, J Rock yep. and uh, J Pop. Interesting. Um. The the funny thing is that Hamilton is a hip hop historical, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not one to listen to any hip hop. Yeah, like, that's right. You know, You're saying yeah. Kendrick Lamar is just weird for me. <laughs> weird. Um, like I tried to listen to the whole of the Black Panther soundtrack, which is supposed to be amazing hip hop,、mm. but I just don't get it. I just can't get into it. You need to actually have a, the the visuals with it. You can't listen to music on its own. Well, that's the thing. I didn't watch. I haven't watched Hamilton.、Um, I've only、mm. ever listened to it on Spotify. It's ah, <laughs>、oh, no、okay, that's interesting. Right. So yeah,、um, Hamilton has been a pretty、uh, pretty big part of what I've listened to. The thing is with Hamilton is that every phrase is、mm. really catchy, and、yep. every time. You talk with someone, you can almost、mm. match any phrase you talk with someone to a song in Hamilton. So it's really hard to get rid of in my head. Oh, so your reply will be from a song? Yeah, it would be a quote from the song, but it's absolutely、uh, normal to say it. It's、yeah. just that if you listen to the song, you'd get that it's funny. Interesting.、Um, so yeah, I I still listen to a lot of、uh, so rock. Oh, Lincoln Park was probably、oh, yeah. a, a big one. And、that's that's our generation. Well, I'm not sure if you and I are in the same generation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Actually, you're be- you're below thirty five. We're technically millennials together. You know what? Speaking of which, I had no idea I was a millennial.、Mm, yeah, it's. Really I thought I thought millennial meant people born on or past the two thousand, like you know the turn of the millennia. I had no idea. Yeah. So I was it, quite quite shocked. I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought I was a bit older, but I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah.、Um, so every time someone says millennial, I'm like, "Look, dude, you're you're a millennial too. You can't <laughs> criticize all the millennials."、Mm-hmm. So yeah, that term also has different meanings between like how it's used socially and how、yeah. and what the technical term is.、Mm. Um, yeah. So going back to the、uh, the New York Times article, there's one example:、um, "Creep" by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. That song was、uh, that was released in ninety three, nineteen ninety three. And men, men in the、uh, around thirty eight years old, it's the hundred sixty fourth most popular song.、Hmm. But when you go ten years before or after that age range, so people in you know, people around twenty eight or forty eight, that song doesn't even land in the top three hundred, which is an interesting statistic. So it's just that ten year. Um, range where that song was extremely popular.、Um, it's got a weird video clip,、um, but yeah. So that that was an interesting、um, data. So I'm not sure what this song is because I'm <laughs> 26. So let me have a listen to it. Ah, you'll fall out. Yeah, you, you're the ten year before that. So, <laughs> so the men in the th- around 38, they were being they were、uh, 14 when this song came out in 93. Man. So that, that's another indication that the song when they were no, this song that they listened to a lot, they it's still in the on the playlist. 
Yeah, I don't recognize this song at all. So yeah, it's not it's not your it's not your time, is it? <laughs> I mean, back in Newcastle, I was I was working with a lot of thirty eight plus people. Yeah, and they loved this band. Um, oh, what's it called? They is it? I I know they love this eighties band, mm. and the the Chris the Christmas party or whatever. Yeah. Um, was everybody got to go see this band live? Um, oh wow! Oh, I re- I remember I remember the I remember what it's called. Uh, the, they do the song Electric Blue. Huh. Uh, Ice House. So this right. band's Ice House, and they were playing live in Newcastle, and and it was just like the most surreal thing because I just had never <laughs> heard of any of their music wow. ever, and I was singing there. <laughs> so what the hell's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt a huge generational gap. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it's not just around the 13 and 14, that's the average obviously for both women and men, but there are some songs that have a higher age range and slightly lower age range. For example, mm. um, Pretty Woman by Roy, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Women in the 69 age range listen to it a lot more than any other uh, age range. But these women, they were 17 when the song was released. So it's slightly older than that 14 year average Right. Um, another example is Savage Garden, uh, Truly Madly Deeply, which was released in 97. Mm. Uh, men, uh, similar to uh, the Radiohead song, men in around the uh, 38 years mark, uh, they listened to it a lot, but they were 18 when that song was released. Ah. But I think the general consensus is from early teens to late teens, that's when you absorb and listen to a lot of music. And it's, I think it's, it's due with the, uh, the, the social aspect. Your friends at school listen to it, so I'll listen to it. Or, you know, your your group of friends think that that song or band is uncool, so you know, you don't listen to it. So I think there's that strong social construct that influences the type of music you listen to. I think it also really uh, really depends on the kind of movies you watch as well, because movie yeah. soundtracks that use a lot of music, like Pretty Woman is really old, mm. but everybody knows yeah. it because I think they perpetuated it through many, many cinema flicks. Um, yep. it, it, even, yeah, even in the past 10 years, they've played that song mm. in at least a number of movies. So, yeah. Um, and then when you get to Guardians of the Galaxy, where the entire soundtrack are 90s songs, it's <laughs> and it's regarded as almost a classic of the superhero movies now. Uh, yep. It's going to yeah. be hard to get rid of those those songs um, for a while now. So I think that kind of skews the age ranges because hmm. movies can bring back the songs um, yeah. quite easily. Like yep. I'm, I'm not saying that everyone has started to listen to uh, like these '50s rock, but. Uh, mm. Baby Driver, they heavily relied on a lot of 50s uh, music and that I have never heard of. I had to listen through the album at least a couple times before I got used to it. And I was like, okay, now it sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a funny quote from the article. It goes, granted, some results of my research are not surprising. One of the facts I discovered is that Coolio's Gangster's Paradise is extremely unpopular <laughs> among women in the 70s. Thank you, Big Data, for uncovering that nugget of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Actually, mm. it would be cool if women in the 70s were you know, rocking to Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, know I hadn't listened to Gangster's Paradise until at least 
five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, purely because I had listened to Weird Al Yankovic's. I was about uh, to say, which Amish one did you hear first? <laughs> which I heard first. Yeah, so yeah. I I never knew there was an original. Oh, uh, okay. You bring up an interesting uh, point there. Gangster's <laughs> Paradise is not the original. Oh shit! Really? Yes. <laughs> Guess who the what? Guess not the who the original um, um artist is, or who uh, Coolio um uh, well, not really ripped off. I'm not sure if he got permission, but yeah, I it's, have uh, absolutely no idea. Stevie Wonder is no uh, Pastime Paradise. Listen to it. Where's Stevie Wonder? Pastime Paradise and Pastime Paradise. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and then Coolio came along, and then Weird Al. Uh, did his Amish Paradise, which I loved a bit. It's hilarious. Yeah, I can recite the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, I recite the first few lines. Pastime Paradise. Mm. Yeah, take a uh, take only, a listen to it. Hmm? There's only covers. Uh, no, oh. Stevie Wonder has not put it on Spotify. Spotify. Oh, interesting. I just go to YouTube. Oh, sorry, I misspelled pastime. It's one word, not two. Oh right, yeah. So yeah, just have a list of snippet, and you'll 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 hear the um the original. Ah, oh, nice, yeah, yeah. It's so classy because it's all <laughs> in string. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, next time you think uh, Weird Al uh, does something. Yeah, there probably is original of the original. I I really like his poker par like poker mixes for some reason. Mm. Um, he takes just basically the whole uh, I think the last maybe couple years of songs and he puts it into a polka tune, and he, oh, he goes hilarious. to town on it. Um, yeah, and he does a nice uh mishmash and mashup, yep. mashup, yeah, mashup, yeah. I like mashups. Um, yeah. When, that I've listened to me. when they're done well, uh, when, I'm not talking oh, like yeah. when you're listening to the radio at 11 p.m. or midnight, and <laughs> they they're DJs on uh, on the radio giving you some crappy mashups. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the have you heard of the Piano Guys? They're on they're on YouTube. Piano Guys, yeah. No. So there's these two guys. One plays the cello, and one plays the piano, and they do a lot of covers. They're coming to Australia for the first time. That that name is a fraud. <laughs> They're not piano guys. It's a piano guy yeah. and a cello guy. Funny enough, that there's five of them all together. I think, and the three behind oh, the fu- three behind the scenes, the three guys behind the scenes, they play piano, but they're never in the video. <laughs> right. And they do some nice medleys. Um, I see, I see. Um, I used to have a friend back in high school who was very technically um, good at the piano. Mm. Um, yep. He reached top 10 musician in on YouTube for Australia at one point. Wow. So, yeah, he really liked U2. U2. See, U2 mm. and Coldplay, I cannot stand. They're just too slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not the biggest uh, listener advocate of Coldplay, but I do like some of their songs. But it, it's not. It's not quite. They're not quite. Quite me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 14 year old me who's been living off like upbeat and fast paced songs all my life. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah i would challenge him to do medleys like he'd be just practicing playing on piano and i'm like all yeah. right speed it up and then he'll speed it up and like now switch song oh, <laughs> so wow. sitting in the room making him switch song and speed up it was pretty funny <laughs> yeah. but med- medleys are great yeah so the music i grew up listening to so because i learned the piano and i studied the suzuki method if you, i'm not sure if you're aware or if i've ever mentioned it to you uh um, not really but you know yeah, there's a mitsubishi so... method and then there's the <laughs> honda it's method not the motorbike. it's not the motorbike <laughs> <laughs> oh geez that's gold that's gold okay, um, <laughs> so the suzuki method is a method to learning music, it's not just the piano, it's, uh, it does encompass a lot of other instruments like the violin and the strings and uh, flute maybe, I think. But it's all about learning as if, uh, learning music as if you're learning a language. And you know how language, you learn it by hearing other mm. people speak. So with the Suzuki method, uh, there's a strong emphasis on learning through listening. So what we do is... Uh, each grade, you're, there's a set, set of you know, music that you learn and there's an accompanying CD that comes with it. Okay. And when you're learning a new piece of music, you listen to that music over and over and over and over again. So, my, so I started learning piano from... Oh, how old was I? I think I was about eight. Oh. Yeah, so from when I was eight years old to end of high school, sorry, you know, seven, sixteen, seventeen, I didn't continue that with my uh, music teacher till the very end of high school. But say for almost ten years, I'll be listening to a particular music that I was practicing and learning every night, nonstop, while I was asleep. Wow! So that was one of the yeah, as I said, strong emphasis: learning it through listening and hearing, as if you're learning a language, and because we do that we uh sight not sight read sorry we don't rely on the the music score obviously when we're first learning we look at the score the manuscript but after a while uh you have to play it uh, by memory Ooh. and there was a strong emphasis on that and I, I was i was because i had no, i never experienced any other way of uh learning piano that was just natural to me um, there was a particular song that I actually could play with my eyes closed. It was uh, Prelude, Bach's Prelude. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was purely because I muscle memory, of course, but then mm-hmm. I, I because I had listened to it over and over again for hours, it was just I, I had absorbed it. So yeah, so that that's one part of my. Uh, um, the, the kind of music I listened to when I grew up. And that was not by choice. It was semi-forced because I was learning the piano. I had to listen to those music. Yeah. Um, another type of music that I listened to was game soundtrack. Uh, and mainly uh, RPG games, or two RPG games, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy has got a great soundtrack. So those were the two games that I played in, from my primary school through to my, throughout my high school. So... That all that that preoccupied a lot of my my um what you call it brain like the soundtrack of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. I listen to a lot of jazz as well because my dad is a huge jazz aficionado. Uh, so through his influence, I listen to um, modern jazz quartet, Bill Evans, all that stuff. But 
if I were to you know, say which genre influenced me or I listen to a lot, it would be definitely Final Fantasy game soundtracks. So can you play Final Fantasy off by heart? Nope. Because <laughs> they were not necessarily for piano. I, had, I bought a music book, Final Fantasy soundtrack arranged for piano, but it was very different to learning the type of music I was practicing, like the classical music, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, all that stuff. It was very, yeah. I couldn't, I'm not sure if I could, I, I couldn't apply the same um, rigid methodology in practicing and learning the, the soundtrack. I guess the difficulty, yeah, is that listening to, uh, listening to a game soundtrack that isn't in piano, you can't really apply the same methodology as you were talking about. Correct. Because you're listening one-to-one, mm. you're listening piano, playing piano. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's why you got a rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, nice segue there. So yes, um, at the end of high school, um, because I was playing more or less Mozart, Beethoven, the classical music for you know, close to 10 years at that, that point, I got really bored of <laughs> learning and playing the kind of music I had to. And I really want to play um, a more... Advanced, should I say, because it was classical music I was playing. There was no strong structure, but when I started listening to the romantic music, like say Chopin and Liszt and those kind of people, um, I was like, "Oh my god, yes. this music is just completely." It just it was freedom to me at that point when I listened to those music, and I really want to play yeah. it. But because there were much um, at a, a higher level, but far, far too advanced for me to play. Um, I couldn't go to my teacher and say, hey, can we stop practicing and playing the music I'm supposed to learn and play these music? <laughs> so I, I started like, kind, of, kind of playing on my own badly because I wasn't getting proper you know, lessons. I was just listening to the music and trying to play my, uh, teach myself. Um, so there was mm-hmm. that frustration, which led me to start composing my own music. So in late okay. high school, I started composing a fair bit of music and at, in HSC for music, um, a part of our module was uh, you kind of like perform, do theory or compose. So I chose uh, performing and composition. And that continued to the you know, first few years of university as well. I kept composing music and that was mainly through just me uh, punching in the MIDI notes. I didn't have a proper keyboard at that time and I was... Um, because I learned, I was, you know, as I said, just learning piano, I was very much in love with the synthesizer because there was all the different sounds that you could produce. So yeah. I started kind of doing a bit more electronic stuff, but not too rem- far removed from my classical uh, background. But yeah, so th- that was uh, end of high school for first few years of uni, but then I completely stopped. Uh, obviously, other priorities came into play, other interests, mainly coding, um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, all that stuff. But then recently I'm like, okay, I've been doing web development for you know 10 years plus whatever. I'm yearning to go back to my roots and my roots is definitely music and the creative, the visual and uh, oral creative aspect of life. So I was like, hey, I I'm, I'm really want to get back to uh, making music. 
I need, I want a keyboard. I looked around and said, hey, this keyboard looks awesome. Let's me get it. And there you go. I got it. So you, so you hadn't heard of the Rolly Seaboard before? No. As I said, because I wasn't keeping up with what kind of like music programs were getting released other than Apple's Logic and GarageBand and all that stuff. But so yeah, I wasn't keeping up with the musical instruments and how they've evolved digitally. So when I came across it, I was like, holy shit, this is really awesome. And looked at a couple of demos on YouTube. And I was like, yep, this is it. Man, I never knew. I would have probably shown you this keyboard a lot earlier. <laughs> Maybe mid, mid last year. Right. Um, uh, when they released the full size one. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, like, I guess you wouldn't get the full size no. one at the the small size i didn't know they released the smaller size one so when you showed the box i was like whoa they made a third size one <laughs> and uh, it's pretty impressive yeah wow uh, i showed, showed it to my friend last night mm. and it's like why would you get this key well, i was talking about how you got one <laughs> <laughs> and i had zero context so i was very confused <laughs> i was like what did you do like all of a sudden you're just impulse by a rolly seaboard yep um but <laughs> more or less really <clears throat> I mean, you, you know, the, tri- the article triggered you or something like that? Um, I don't know, it's just, um, I've had this inner craving to do, as I say, go back to my roots. And I think it's, it's a good opportunity and I think it's a turning point um, in my career where I need to really branch off and pursue something that's maybe a bit more close to my heart. Yeah, uh, so you're going to be just like the KPMG guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be a true musician. Obviously, I still (laughs) have my background as a web developer, but then utilize the skills that I've acquired throughout the years to do and incorporate a bit more visual and um, musical aspects. So have you heard of the... There's a React music library. Right. Um, of course, that, there's everything uh, React, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Dan Abramov, he was really into it. Yeah. Um, and he, he wrote it. I think either he wrote it or he discovered it and he started, um, uh, yeah, passing it around. Mm. Um, yeah, you can make beats with React. Right. Basically, everything's programmatic. And, and there you go. Formidable like, labels. Mm. React music. And then you can, you can probably sample your own, like, Rolly Seaboard stuff. Yeah. And put it into, of course, this beat React music maker. Fascinating. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Song tempo. Look at that. You just pass in 90 as a prop and you're good to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I saw this coming out, it was quite interesting. Mm. A lot of the developers are, are, are quite on board with this idea as well. Like mer- the merging yep. of music and JavaScript mm. is... Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Especially so, because the, the browser is becoming more capable. Uh, they they can, oh, yeah. can record in the browser, if I, if I understand correctly. Yeah, you know, he recognizes yeah. music. He can visualize. No, you, you don't want a, a, a generic visualizer, but you, know, you can actually do a lot more with um, you know, music as the input device, not just mouse clicks or keyboards. You know, there's the touch, there's the voice, but now, you can also have... Yeah. Now, the extension of voice will be music. 